It's not the government, the church, or even our schools. The home is the actual foundation of all societies, and it is steadily deteriorating. Do you realize how valuable your home is? Are you willing to do the homework required to be an influencer? A home influencer. Welcome to Homework with Kim. I'm Kimona Ferguson. And together we take a candid look at our homes and the work we need to do within its four walls and in our families in order to fulfill our God-given assignments. Just look around. You see it. We have some homework to do. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Homework with Kim. Thank you so much for joining me again here where we take a candid look at our homes and the work we need to do within its four walls to ensure that at the end of a long, hard day, when our heads hit the pillow, we can truly declare home sweet home. I'm your host, Kim, and I want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. And if perchance you're rolling your eyes and saying, oh, Valentine's Day, don't worry, you are loved, you are loved by God. And I am sure you have family and friends who love you. So it's all about celebrating love. It doesn't have to be a romantic love that you're celebrating this Valentine's Day. But you are loved and just bask in that fact. Now, sometime last week, I was listening to the international news and something drew my attention. A few audio excerpts as members of Congress grilled one of Southwest Airlines' top executives on Thursday. This was after Southwest Airlines' massive meltdown around the Christmas holiday. And according to the report, multiple different issues led to Southwest Airlines cancelling nearly 17,000 flights during the holiday season. But this is not so much so what drew my attention. It was really Southwest Airlines Chief Operating Officer Andrew Watterson's response. He admitted to Senate that operational failures caused the holiday travel debacle that led to more than 16,000 flight cancellations and that left millions of passengers stranded. But then Mr. Watterson used seven very strong, very clear words. He said, and I quote, let me be clear, we messed up, end quote. Friends, Watterson told the U.S. Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation in a hearing on Thursday. Let me be clear, we messed up. And today I want us to talk a bit about the fact that when we mess up and make mistakes, we need to admit them, we need to correct them, and we need to aim to move on after doing so.
us remember Akon, a Senegalese-American hip-hop and R&B singer, songwriter, and a record producer who rose to fame in about 2004 following the release of his single, Locked Up. Akon received backlash in April 2007 for engaging in a raunchy dance with a 14-year-old girl in a Trinidad nightclub and it was part of a staged competition. Despite the venue's claim that its age restriction was 18 and up. This event was captured on camera by Akon's team and it was subsequently posted online. Public airing of the video clip occurred in 2007 in the local media and Verizon Wireless then took down ringtones with Akon's songs in response to complaints heard on the radio, TV and online. Akon at the time who was scheduled to open a tour that Verizon and other companies then declined to support. Rather than taking legal action against Akon, Universal Music Group demanded that the YouTube video clip be taken down for copyright violations. This was referred to as corporate responsibility. The song Sorry, Blame It On Me by Akon is certainly one that many of us have heard or at least heard of. It is essentially Akon's musical confession and remorse for the incident that happened at the nightclub. Today I want us to examine how we ought to handle mistakes we make and how to take personal accountability. It is true, friends, that we make mistakes and act in ways we know we shouldn't because it feels like there are just so many opportunities for us to mess up in life. At least maybe I'm alone here. We all make mistakes and some of these are more public than others. So when this occurs, we may be tempted to attempt to downplay our mistakes. In fact, when it happens, we may even try to deny it. We may even call it something other than a mistake. Accidents happen when drivers make mistakes. A new hairstyle results from your barber's mistake. However, when we try to deny our mistakes, that's when the trouble begins. If you've ever seen someone make a mistake and then make up an explanation or an excuse for why it it simply wasn't their fault, you are aware of how pathetic this behavior is. On the other hand, admitting failure is so refreshing when someone does it. The truth is everyone makes mistakes because no one is perfect. Granted, some of them are more serious and difficult to forgive than others. But regardless of their seriousness, we must learn to humbly accept our mistakes. Now, a lot of us have done things personally and within our families that make us wonder, what was I thinking. May I ask you to consider these questions? 
Is it typically easy or difficult for people to say they're sorry when they screw up? Why do you believe Akon felt the need to express regret in front of the public and to record a song about it? He placed it on record. Do you believe he would have expressed regret if the young girl hadn't been underaged or if Verizon hadn't stopped supporting him? And finally, is an apology that is made after getting caught considered a genuine apology? Now, all of us struggle, and if doing this is a struggle for you, that is admitting mistakes, apologizing. I want us to talk about just a few steps we can take to eventually master this long-lost art of admission. Sorry for the things that he put you through And all the times he didn't know what to do Sorry that you had to go First off, we need to admit the mistake to ourselves and to the offended individual. Admitting to ourselves that we've done something wrong is the first and most crucial step. Because without this self-admission, we won't be able to completely be honest with others about our faults. We need to admit that we were wrong and accept responsibility for the mistake. Avoid making false assumptions about yourself and suppressing the reality in your mind. We need to just accept the responsibilities for our mistakes with some amount of courage. And naturally, once we've accepted ourselves, we now have to honestly apologize to those persons that have been impacted by our mistake. You see, sincerity is the crucial word here. It's simple to cross our fingers with one hand while displaying a a, a seeming submission with the other. If we have made insensitive comments regarding a family member and damaged feelings, we ought to sincerely apologize to them and let them know that what we did was inappropriate and offensive. Now, if you don't mean what you say, don't bother saying it because then you will only be lying to yourself and to that person to whom you are apologizing. Next, there is this monster that if we do not tame it, it will overrun and overrule us. We need to control our pride. Taming our pride may be the hardest aspect of apologizing with humility. However, we will not be able to proceed if we do not do this. So we need to take a deep breath, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes 20 deep breaths and own up to our errors. And we need to empathize with the people who we have offended. And if it doesn't work the first time, try it again. And keep doing it until our pride is in check. Let me say that again. Let us keep doing it until our pride is in check. You see, we can only move forward with genuine admission if we are successful in keeping our pride in check, under control, if we are able to tame it. 
Next, we want to make our apology simple, straightforward, or direct. And we want to also state what it is that we will do differently. When we're admitting wrongdoing, we sometimes say too much. We meaning me. I can speak for myself. Which sometimes then undermines, whether or not we intend it to, complicate the straightforward message we're trying to convey. So we need to avoid justifying our behavior and straying from the subject. And also, we need not beat around the bush. We ought to acknowledge our mistake honestly and humbly. And I think it is ironic that moments when we're expressing less, we end up noticing a whole lot more. When we acknowledge a mistake, one approach to be humble is to demonstrate our willingness to do better. So for instance, if you broke your promise to do something with or for your spouse or child um, because you forgot, don't simply apologize. Instead, show them that you will do better next time. You don't always need to do something grand to demonstrate your commitment, but sometimes just simply improving this particular area that you failed can suffice and have even more of an impact. So the next time you make a promise to him or her, keep it or even go above and beyond their expectations. That family member will be able to see how sincere your admission was. And guess what? They may love you even more. That sounds like a win-win to me. And then there are those situations when our mistakes prove to be exceptionally detrimental and hurtful to another. And in those cases, friends, humbly acknowledging our mistakes just might not be sufficient. In situations like this, it would be better to support your words with deeds that demonstrate how deeply sorry We are for what we have done. Similar to when we verbally or emotionally abuse someone, simply confessing our mistakes and making a commitment to change may not be enough at all. We owe it to the other person to do more to demonstrate our sincerity because we might have given them emotional wounds that would take time to fully heal. And I mentioned already, actions frequently speak louder than words. Therefore, by acting accordingly, your intentions will be more clearly understood. And this one is my favorite. Don't make any excuses. Be humble enough to just admit your mistakes completely. If you truly want to take responsibility for it, don't do this pretend thing where you're kind of apologizing, but you're not really apologizing. Avoid attempting to use justifications to cover up whatever misconduct or inappropriate behavior you have done to offend another person. Whatever your motivation, what you did was improper full stop. So just accept full responsibility without making any excuses. In addition, even if you fully own your mistake, adding a defense would simply diminish the significance of whatever it is that you are admitting. It resembles apologizing, but not really. 
it's like saying, I'm sorry, kind of. Don't make excuses. And last but not least, create a lesson from the mistake. Learning from our mistakes and improving is one of the best methods to demonstrate that we are truly contrite, that we are truly sorry, that we are truly broken. If we honestly admit to and regret losing our cool, for example, in response to our child, then we ought to take that experience to heart by working harder to control our emotions. We ought to use our experiences as lessons. In this case, this could be a lesson to always aim to be kind and considerate, no matter how stressed, no matter how tired we may feel. Not only will we demonstrate to that offended party that our admission is sincere, but it will also help us to develop into better persons to be around by choosing to learn from our mistakes. That again sounds like another win-win. Amin Ayad has a quote that says, Be humble to see your mistakes, courageous to admit them, and wise enough to correct them. And you kept inside you, side, even though you If I can't apologize for being wrong, then it's just a shame on me. I'd be the reason for your pain, and you can put the blame on me. You can put the blame on me. How would the world and families be different if everyone owned up to their mistakes and said they were sorry and did it often? Can you think of one or two ways that you can apply some of those principles that I've shared in your life and more specifically your familial relationships? We know forgiveness is a very tough thing for some parents to ask of their children. They believe that acknowledging their mistakes and promising to do better in the future somehow undermines their authority. However, I think it is beneficial for parents to teach their children how to apologize when they've done something wrong by modeling it themselves as parents. I can tell you my child is four years old and I will be the first to admit that I have made many, many mistakes in these four years. But what I can also tell you is that I am quick to apologize to my four-year-old. Because there are those moments when I consciously see how I have impacted her in a moment. Whether it is that I have responded too, too harshly, I have, I have demonstrated some impatience. I, and I see with my own two eyes, sometimes four, because I wear glasses how it has impacted her. And because I love her, I will say, my baby, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. And that has become really how we communicate because she does something wrong and her first question is, will you forgive me? And the answer is yes. So you see how modeling that kind of behavior is certainly helpful. 
if parents never admit their wrongs, children will recall their parents' transgressions far into adulthood. You see, the resentment is kept in the memory bank and it starts to fester rather than being addressed so that the relationship can be repaired. Additionally, by acknowledging a mistake, the parent declares publicly that things will change. They will work to avoid making the same mistake in the future. It's not a guarantee, but it is a good thing, a necessary thing to do. And these principles of admission, confession, and forgiveness, I believe, is followed by healthy families, families who want to raise healthy children and have healthy relationships and it must be modeled from the top down. Although none of us agree with what Akon did, we cannot dispute that this Akon song, Sorry, Blame It On Me, demonstrated a totally different aspect, a different side of hip-hop. Taking responsibility for mistakes and showing how our mistakes bring consequences. So may I suggest that for our homework this week, we would pen our own version of sorry, blame it on me. Let's think about the areas in our lives we might need to own up to and people we might need to approach and ask for forgiveness. Go to the people we've named in the song, whether it be a child, parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, you name it, a friend. Go to them. Confess your guilt and ask for forgiveness. And there may also be some who have never asked God for forgiveness. No is also a great time to do just that. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Homework with Kim. And it is my hope that as we continue to do the homework, we would take the time this week, now, don't put it off, to accept responsibility for the mistakes that we have made that have impacted, hurt, damaged other members of our family and Take a page out of Akon's book. Take a page out of the Southwest Airlines executive book and admit, I have messed up and I am sorry. So, until we speak again, just look around. You see it. We have some homework to do. So let's get started.